0: Hi team, this is the Be Real With Us podcast by The Path To Goals on a mission to help you quit yo-yo dieting forever, eat foods you love, embrace the strength of lifting heavy-ass weights, and cultivate an undeniable level of confidence that inspires women around you to do the exact same.
1: We are certified nutritionists and personal trainers who just want to be real with you when it comes to nutrition, strength, and mindset. We specialize in behavior change, hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, recovery and mindset. If you are frustrated by all the conflicting information floating around on the internet, well, don't worry because we are here to call out the bullshit and help you stop overthinking and start doing.
0: Billions of these humans, humans spinning on a ball of confusion. confusion. Some kids I went to school with screw gave it. up on their dreams. They said screw it. Screw I it. said, "Oh, Give a few tips, tips. Gotta get the roots for you to
1: Welcome, be real with us, listeners. It's Valentine's Day today. Yay. How are you, Shantae? Love is in the air. I'm year.
0: doing good. Yes, love is definitely in the air. I totally forgot it was Valentine's Day today, though. With all the holidays, like by the time we get to this, I'm like over it. I forget. I'm not even. I don't even care. Kevin did get me something though, and I felt bad. I was like, oh shit, you got oh, me, something. Shantae,
1: After all that harping on, I'm just kidding. I know. All I know. I'm just like.
0: I know. So a little uh, side note about my husband, he uh, has been working on being more affectionate and thoughtful and giving when it comes to gifts. And so... That's Jante's love language. Well, all of my languages are love languages. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm very high maintenance. Uh, And yeah, all of last year we went to couple's therapy and counseling. And that was just so fantastic for our relationship, Uh, mostly because Kevin is just more on the quiet side. He keeps things to himself. Uh, He doesn't really articulate or communicate his feelings a whole lot. Um, And so therapy just really gave him a space to articulate his thoughts and feelings about, you know, just some aspects of our marriage. And that was always really nice. And, you know, uh, our therapist would give us homework for Kevin specifically on ways that he could be more affectionate and more thoughtful and like date nights and like planning and um you know gift giving and things like that so he's done pretty well with my birthday and valentine's day yeah he did
1: really good this year so far now you gotta step it up you gotta reach i know
0: (laughs) i know i cannot like drag so last year actually didn't get him anything for his birthday but we found out that isaiah was conceived on his birthday so isaiah (laughs) Saved the day. Oh <laughs> with the birthday funny. gift. Yeah. And so we took the pregnancy test on his birthday and we found out we were pregnant. So yeah. that was oh, his gift so cool. last year.
1: <laughs> Here's your baby you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. That's your gift. Yes.
1: <laughs> How are you, Alyssa? <laughs> Good. Um, so funny. Yes. So we've been selling celebrating Valentine's day all week oh yeah and i noticed t- that and so and yeah like i think when you're dating like we did accelerate that and then you kind of fade out of it and i'm like you know what yeah. now camille is very aware of holidays yeah. i want to make it a big deal and important and i want to make sure that you set a good example of what a husband does with i because i'm like kevin i'm very yeah. much like low Whatever. maintenance i don't <laughs> like it i like experiences and i don't yeah. really Anyways, yeah, I just... I'm like you're not lucky. into like cards and like feelings. No, I told him like, in the beginning, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need cars, save the flowers. Like let's just travel once a year. And like, I'd yeah. rather put one. So I was like, you know, now that we have a little girl, I do want her to see you shower me with flowers and and shower <laughs> her with candies and dates yeah. like you did in the very beginning so let's bring that back
0: i love that so <laughs> much so, so he, when you're
1: setting the example on this yes. is how a man should treat a woman a hundred percent and he fully yeah. was like bought it and he was like you're right yes 100 percent agree oh. so he came home he we started monday with flowers and chocolate and then yesterday he took us to frozen yogurt um and it, yesterday it was funny because he was like at the end of the day he was like wow today was probably one of the best days I've ever, like if I were to relive a day, he was like, I would relive this day over and over. I was like, oh really? God. So Wait, it was, day was day? like such a which simple day? yesterday. His day off, he worked, he, so here's his, and now I, I, and I know him so well, I'm like, that would be your perfect day. He woke up <laughs> uh, at 5 a.m., hit the gym for cardio. Then he came home, had breakfast as a family together, I made him eggs, like the whole thing. And then we went again for a lifting session. So he had a two-a-day. It's oh, wow. literally his perfect day. Then <laughs> I took, we drove separate car. So I went home. He went and got his hair done, cut. So he had alone time. Came home, mm-hmm. spent time with Camila while I worked. And he put her down for a nap. Then we got her whole nap time to just relax and like connect. And then we went for frozen yogurt and he watched a movie. And at the end of the day, he was like, And we had a bomb dinner, Chick-fil-A, homemade Chick-fil-A burgers. He was like, if I could relive this day over and over, he's like, this would be the perfect day. And I was like, it was nothing fancy
0: either. That just sounds like an amazing day. It was amazing. It was a pretty good day. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And no tantrums with Camila? No she was a little doll the whole day. For, little oh my doll, God, I love mm-hmm. it. It was a really good I day. Love that so much. That yeah. sounds like the perfect day. Naps and movies. <laughs> Naps and, food and, and Yeah. Frozen yogurt.
1: Two Full two thing. workouts and a haircut. Like
0: <laughs> okay, can we, okay. A pause on the haircut because are you allowed to go to Fernando with Fernando to his haircuts?
1: I wouldn't because I just
0: to. I just discovered. Okay, well, the reason why I asked is because it's a man. It, yeah. So Kevin, we were out running errands, and I was like, you know well, one of the things that he had to do was get his haircut. I was like, oh, why don't we just go get your haircut first? And then we could go X, Y, Z. And he's, he just no. said, no. no. He's like, I'll just do that another day. I was like, why? We're We're on our way and yeah. we're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. Might as well just do it now. And he's like, he like took a deep breath and he's like, that's me time. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's my space. And I was like, your barber, like a haircut? Really? He's like, yeah, yeah, no, You can't go there.
1: <laughs> like he
0: was like really adamant
1: about it. No. Like, no,
0: no, no. You they can't would, well, if he place. took
1: you, I don't think he would ever be able to go back there again. Really? Th- yeah. It's, it's, it's like a man's den. Like- I
0: didn't know that. Barber
1: shops, because he, yeah. he tells me like, <laughs> they have beer, they talk shit. They, they, <laughs> it's like- they oh yeah, it's like a man thing. Like you don't bring thing. your girl there. You go. Oh, you like have man I had no time. Idea. Yeah,
0: it's kind okay. of yeah. Well,
1: well, I thought, thought it I wouldn't want to go.
0: It's very like okay. <laughs> okay well, I forbidden. I, just, I guess I was just think of it like a regular haircut place. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't right, think it was like yeah. big a deal. And so I was like, really okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know you were cool with your barbers like that. Like you were. Does he like
1: his barber? Did he go to? the yeah. Same yeah he's guy? been
0: he's been going there for a while. And yeah, like, they're probably yeah. They're probably tight. I don't know. Yeah. It's <laughs> like Apparently it's- the are, ER says
1: he doesn't want me to go. Well, it's kind of like when you go to a hairdresser, you don't cheat on your hairdresser. And then like that's when yeah. you gossip too. Like usually it's yeah. like your hairdresser, like <laughs> you're, yeah. li- all the lies that are it's hanging so in your hair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all the That's your – oh, my God. That's so true because when I did it's makeup so and mm-hmm. I did women's makeup, like oh, it yes. was just you're like still- their time to vent about their marriage, mm-hmm. about their friendships, about mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And I was like, man, I should really be a therapist because <laughs> – you know, they, they leave the chair like beautiful. Some of them like crying in the chair. And I'm like, girl, you can't do this. We're trying to get you adult up. Please Stop do crying. this Here's for another day. So yeah. true. I
1: mean, I mean yeah. sometimes you tell your hairdresser things that you probably wouldn't tell, yeah. right? It's just your hair. Yeah. I even had some and...
0: girls tell me like how they masturbate and what kind of yeah. sex toys that they <laughs> use. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Uh, girls, so uh, same applies yeah, for so guys. So I think that's why yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. At first I was <clears throat> like, what? That's so weird. Okay. Well, I guess men need their space too. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Anyways, are we ready to dive into yeah, let's do our it. topic? Okay. So you guys, we're going to talk all about keto. Mm-hmm. Whoop whoop. <laughs> uh, this obviously is a very popular diet Uh I would say under the umbrella of fad diets, but I'm actually going to kick this off by talking about the history of the ketogenic diet and where it actually comes from and how it got popularized over the past few, few you know decades. Um, But the early development of the ketogenic diet was actually developed in the 1920s uh, for children with epilepsy, and specifically for children who did not respond to conventional treatments. Um, And basically, the diet was supposed to mimic the biochemical changes that happens during fasting. So uh, fasting actually used to be the main, not the main method, but um, the method used if conventional treatments were not working for epilepsy uh, before ketogenic diets came in. Uh, And this was to help reduce seizure activity. So what happened with fasting versus keto? And there's actually some similarities between the two that I actually wasn't aware of until I started researching this. But when you are fasting, the body undergoes several metabolic changes to maintain its energy balance. Um, so when you fast, your body starts running out of its usual energy source, which is glucose. So is gonna go into this later. You eat carbohydrates, it breaks out into glucose, and it's stored in your liver later used for energy Mm -hmm. at a later time. Um, Well, your body uh, runs out of that glucose storage, but to keep things balanced, it starts to um, use up stored fat instead. And this process creates molecules called ketone bodies, which your body can actually use for energy instead of glucose. Uh, And so ketone bodies become basically that backup fuel for your brain and other parts of your body when your body doesn't have enough glucose around uh, and so they're the three so your body obviously uses all three macronutrients for energy but the main most preferred energy source carbohydrates and then after that um, it goes down to dietary fats and then from there protein but you never want your body to use protein for its main energy source, because that means it's, com- it's kind of eating at your muscles and tissues and things like that. So that is not good. So, uh, when it comes to, um, seizure control, doctors did notice that when people with epilepsy didn't eat for a while, the seizures would get a lot better. And the thought behind this is because fasting causes the body to make ketone bodies, uh, which can help control seizures. But the thing about fasting is that the patients weren't getting enough calories in. And so um, Dr. Russell, the guy who uh, started the ketogenic diet for these patients, Dr. Russell, he found that switching to a low, a very low carb, a ketogenic diet will help control the seizures. It'll, um, create those ketone bodies that your body needs to, or that their bodies needed to manage the seizures, but it also helps them, uh, eat enough calories to get, you know, to stay thriving, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Because when you are fasting, you're obviously reducing your total, in theory, you're reducing your total calories, but with a higher fat diet, you're able to still eat and maintain those calories that you need. Um, In the specific circumstance for these patients, That is how the ketogenic diet started to become uh, effective and popular with these uh, patients. Oh,
1: so interesting. Isn't that crazy how something gets started? And it's so crazy because it's like a lot of keto fans or even low carb fans are like, your body doesn't need carbs. (laughs) Yeah, well that's the argument. Right? Like it doesn't need it. Like your body can make up to like 120 grams glucose a day with no carbohydrate consumption yeah um and it can make uh, produce glucose through glycogenesis but it's like Mm -hmm. okay like they also tell us that your body like you don't need more than 50 grams of protein like you can survive (laughs) Right. right preventing protein deficiencies but like let's be real like no one wants to just like Squeak by and survive. You want to thrive here. Okay? Exactly.
0: That's what I was going to say. It's oh. it's great. It's not necessary for survival, but if you want to thrive and actually like achieve really great goals, especially yeah. when it comes to long-term fat loss and body composition and endurance running, right? All of these things that we want to be strong and active for, uh, carbohydrates are the body's main preferred fuel source. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good to know because you know that you know if you're... Not eating enough carbs a couple of days, right? Your body still has energy storage there to utilize, so that's something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to actually define keto because since since it's become more popular Mm -hmm. there's been so many versions that's come out like i've heard things like dirty keto clean keto (laughs) 100 gram of carb day style keto it's like okay well that's (laughs) not keto fasting keto uh you know all these silly things and so what is actually keto like let's define it here so it's high fat moderate protein and very low carb typically well more specifically no more than 50 grams of carbs total, preferably obviously (laughs) coming from vegetables, (laughs) right? Because And if you eat, you know, some fat sources, you can do contain uh, carbohydrates uh, and protein as well, more so on the plant-based protein. So Mm -hmm. um, most of the carbs are really going to be coming from like straight up vegetables and um, they're actually the ketogenic diet is actually uniquely defined by the presence of biomarkers like blood, urine, and breath ketones. So the entire goal of the diet is to enter a metabolic state of ketosis, where the body transitions from burning glucose as a primary fuel source, like we just said, to burning fatty acids and ketones. But how do you even know if your body is in ketosis? Mm-hmm. And this is where. Most people who are doing keto aren't actually doing keto because Mm -hmm. unless you're taking these measurements and your body is in ketosis, you ain't doing keto, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And so um, there are a few ways to measure whether you are in ketosis. This is through uh, a blood ketone meter, um, which is where you use this meter where you prick your finger and you draw a small blood sample, uh, which is then uh, placed on a test strip and inserted into the meter for analysis. So this is actually the most accurate form to measure ketosis, but it's also really inconvenient. Like imagine trying to do this multiple times per day or one time <laughs> per day. I don't know, I actually don't know how many times per day you have to do this, but do you actually see the majority of people no. <laughs> drawing blood from their finger every single day <laughs> to see other in ketosis? What an inconvenient way to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. um, Urine, Urinary ketone strips is the other one. And so this is where you pee on paper strips. And then uh that change in color uh tells you whether the presence of ketone bodies are in the urine. Um this is inexpensive, really easy to use. Also, uh, well, actually, it's actually not as accurate as the blood ketones. Um, But also, again, really inconvenient. And how many times per day do you have to do this? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the breath ketone meter, and this is where you exhale into the device, and then the device tells, kind of like a alcohol breath Breath breathalyzer. That's what (laughs) it reminds me of. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But again, this is not as accurate as blood ketone meter, and yeah. Uh, it's just, again, really inconvenient. And then apparently there's an app. There's a ketone testing app. But, uh, yeah, of course there's an app for everything. Um, but, yeah, so those are some ways that you could actually measure your whether you're in ketosis or not.
1: What are your thoughts about yeah. that? Lisa? I mean, have you <laughs> – have you been on a keto diet? Ke- I'm going to say this in quote, keto diet. Um, we well, did, it, keto, did it. At what point did we do it to get- I feel like The keto didn't.
0: diet wasn't popularized until after we were done with fad diets.
1: Okay. But I'm pretty sure- Well, I know sure. you did Atkins and, and Atkins is basically keto, right? Uh, I know you I'm pretty- No, no, no. At a later stage, I could have sworn I was going full throttle on the bacon and then- Really? The yeah. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I actually don't remember that. I, I have there a bad memory, guys, but I'm pretty sure I was doing keto for funsies. I don't know at what period it was, but I'm pretty sure I, I did it at one point.
0: Okay. Well, I remember we did paleo and then no carbs. Well, like, yeah, low carb. No carb. I mean, but we, we didn't call it keto. I don't remember saying that mm. we were on keto at that time. It was just. I, so- I
1: specifically remember putting butter. It was when we're doing CrossFit. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it was around the doing time doing we had either. that other, our third friend, we're I putting butter that. in the coffee. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I don't think were so. Were you, was I the only one no. doing it? Everything we do, we usually did together. So that's why I I'm re- like, <laughs> I, remember, I remember
0: the the craze around butter in the coffee and the, how that's supposed the, to speed up ghee. your metabolism. Ghee, yes. But weren't you doing that with Brian or was that before Brian? Oh,
1: maybe. Maybe. I don't. Okay, uh, like well, I, I said, guys, to- I don't remember. We didn't talk yeah. about this ahead of time. But yeah, yeah. I, I know at one point I was eating a keto style diet and I hated it because I loved oatmeal. So that was within. So <laughs> you guys like so know good. I've eaten uh, oatmeal over 12 years straight every day <laughs> for breakfast. And so it was very sad. I was like, why am I. And I remember at one point, I'm like, why am I doing this? I, I love carbs. Like, this is horrible. It, yeah. It, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a. High fat fan. Like, I love carbs. Like, why are you doing this?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the main problem with it. I think a lot of people do it. I mean, well, we've talked about this before. A lot of people do it because they want to lose weight. And Mm -hmm. uh, I hear so many women, Latina women, who obviously have a rich cultural background when it comes to food, can't eat a lot of their culture's food because of this keto diet. And a lot of times, you know, women will go to the doctor and the doctor will say, you know, um, yeah, eat a low-fat diet or a keto diet, right? It depends, you know, which doctor you go to. But the, in general, they're going to recommend one of those general diets mm-hmm. to help you lose weight. And then, yeah, they'll they'll do that. But then they'll see that it's just not sustainable for their specific lifestyle. And it actually doesn't really teach you anything about nutrition. No. Um, and then how you could
1: follow a food list. <laughs> yeah.
0: You follow a food list. You follow strict rules and anybody can do that, but can you do this consistently long-term now, if you can kudos to you and you should keep doing it right. The whole point of dieting, losing weight, right. Is that you're doing something sustainable long-term. I actually was following this, uh, Latina girl for a really long time. She lost like a hundred pounds off the keto diet, but she has like, maintain that lifestyle for years and she loves it and she recreates all sorts of mexican food with Mm, low carb ketogenic yeah i actually Mm -hmm. really enjoyed following her page and so in that case it's like okay you find something that works for you you absolutely love it you embrace it and you put a lot of extra effort in recreating recipes that you really love to fit this specific diet that you believe in and that you want to maintain yes do it i mean Mm -hmm that's sustainable for you absolutely but most people aren't doing that i mean I, i'm just speaking from personal experience from talking to a lot of women um you're not gonna be spending probably as much time as she has over the, over the past few years recreating all of these different recipes to fit a ketogenic style dieting method
1: What's up, Be real with us listeners. We wanna take a minute to talk to you about our Elite 360 Transformation Program with you. Our one-on-one programming focuses on three main pillars to help you achieve athletic results. Number
0: one, optimal nutrition. Building an impressive physique requires you to fuel your body by consistently consuming the right portions of macronutrients, your carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, micronutrients, vitamins and minerals, and hydration to meet each individual needs for optimal performance, recovery, and
1: sustained vitality. Two, strength training. Did you know women lose 1% of muscle mass per year after 30? This decline significantly raises the risk of chronic health issues as we age. So if we're not proactively building and maintaining muscle, we're losing it. We teach our clients how to properly build muscle and strength through our strength training program so they become more resilient and confident during all stages of their life.
0: And number three, the most important part, behavior change. A true athlete recognizes the key to mastering their craft lies in seeking guidance and feedback from a trusted coach. They inherently grasp the importance of continuous learning and maintain a growth mindset throughout every step of their journey. Our team specializes in behavior science, where we implement evidence-based techniques to help you cultivate the lifestyle habits and mindset of a true athlete. So if you're interested in learning how to become an athlete of your own life click the application link in the show notes to apply and we can't wait to hear from you
1: here is the question are low carb diets sustainable and are they superior when it comes to weight loss i think that's what you were just touching on right that's what people want to know are low carb diets sustainable and are they superior Are they better than any of the diets, keto or low carb? Are they better than any other diets out there? And the answer is no. (laughs) There's been many studies. There's absolutely no significant difference in weight or fat loss when you compare a low carb diet to other diets when protein consumption and calories are equated. So Do what you want. If you wanna pick low fat, do low fat. If you wanna pick low carb, do low carb. Uh, Typically low carb diets, really, you're just cutting out a lot of processed foods um, out of your diet. And therefore it's more about the patterns of food you eat. And generally the Western diet, um, we eat a lot of processed foods here. And so if you're low carb, then you're probably typically cutting out majority of those processed foods. And again, this is something we preach at the Path to Goals is processed foods are not evil and they're not automatically lipogenic. doesn't mean uh, processed food does not equal like you're going to gain fat. Right. They're just really easy to overeat. And if Mm -hmm. you've tracked macros before, right, macro trackers know this, an actual tablespoon of peanut butter or an actual serving of ice cream, like a third, fourth, a three-fourths cup of Ben and Jerry's, that's 340 calories. Like you're like, oh yeah, I had a third, three, fourths cup, 300 calories. No girl, that's yeah. three cups. That's a thousand calories right there. Like <laughs> let's not lie. When you start weighing your food, you really realize like, okay, how much am I actually eating? It's quite yeah. sad when you measure a bowl of cereal. Oh yeah.
0: Um, Nobody is eating one serving of cereal. Yeah. I like, literally have like three, at least three or four bowls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not it's not filling at all, <laughs> and yeah, it yeah that's a huge <sighs> calorie bomb. I remember <laughs> recently when you know post pregnancy, uh, we had this. Um, fiber type cereal. I don't know, but I didn't eat, you know, I wasn't even tracking that day, but after like four bowls, I was like, how much did I really eat? It was like 100 grams of carbs. I was like, okay. Even for somebody like me, who's mm-hmm. been tracking for like 10 years was like, oh, it can't be that bad fiber. Okay, well, let's just add this up to see how it is. And then oh, oh. 100 carbs, <laughs> first, first meal of the day, 100 carbs, probably like 50 Done. grams of fiber. Right <laughs> and you could probably had
1: have gone back for another bowl.
0: Oh, 100%. I could have eaten the whole box. <laughs> like 100%. <laughs> Same with ice cream too. You know, um, before I started – oh, yeah, that was another thing. I started my, I started my plan this week.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: but I've been eating regular ice cream this whole time at night. And so it's, it's I, I put it in this small-ass bowl, but I, like, pack it on so there's, like – layers. <laughs> yep. So it's like I'm packing on the ice cream on top instead of like in a regular yeah. size bowl. So it's still, you know, hello calories, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: and and it's funny because you see a lot of these low carb people choosing low carb products that are higher in calories, just eat the real thing. And they yes. taste shit. They taste so oh, 100%. bad. A hundred percent. Sometimes
0: the label. Uh, uh, When I talk to women who have tried the ketogenic diet multiple times, I start to notice that their current eating habits still reflect um fear around carbs because even though they say, Oh, I'm not doing it anymore, they still gravitate towards the low carb bread. They still gravitate towards the low carb this and that. And it's like, okay, well you're not you haven't told yourself that you're on the ketogenic diet, but your habits say something different. You're scared to eat regular carbs and that is still leading to overeating later because you're not prioritizing whole oh. foods.
1: Oh yeah. It's it you guys, if it it's not easier to adhere to a low carb diet or a keto diet when compared to any other diet. So just know this, adherence is the same when they do studies, because there's Mm a lot of studies out there, you guys. When they do studies, when it comes to weight loss outcomes, when you compare low carb or keto to any other diet out there, the adherence is the same. So what what we're trying to say here is just pick a diet that you know you can stick to. So in order to lose weight or body fat and body fat, more importantly, you, you have to be able to apply some sort of dietary restriction, but you get to pick, right? That's the awesome part is you get to pick what kind of uh, restriction you want to, to use. So if you thrive on a keto diet, great. Do that. If you can stick to it, if you can thrive on a low carb or low fat, Great. We are big fans of macro tracking because then you can mm-hmm. have a very well balanced diet, include everything. But for some people out there, it may be too tedious, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Everyone, <laughs> if that's not your cup of tea, then it's not your cup of tea. But I mean, well, here's the thing I still think too. it's the best. <laughs> yeah, me too. Here's the thing, too. Uh, if you're doing the ketogenic diet, you probably should still
0: be tracking your macros mm-hmm. because a higher fat diet means higher calories right and so if you are eating bacon and butter and uh whole eggs and cheese and all of these things uh you could easily go over your maintenance Mm -hmm. calories if you're not actually monitoring that so
1: yep um, so what she's saying there as a reminder just as a let me back up for every mm -hmm. one gram of protein four calories for every one gram of carb four calories for every one gram of fat, nine calories. So if you're doing keto, majority of your calories are coming from fat. Just know it's going to be very calorically dense food, butter, bacon, cheese, eggs, right? Whole eggs. They're just denser in calories. And Mm -hmm. when it comes to fat loss in the end (laughs) calories in calories out, sorry, guys, I know you guys hate that terminology, but it's just, it's just what it is. The name of the game, guys, you have to be under what your body requires in order to lose body fat, and so again, picking the diet that's going to fit best for you, and then oftentimes, typically, you were just saying about those women that demonize that that have it in their ingrained in their head that has to be low carb. My mom is very much mm-hmm. like this. She <laughs> still she still very much gravi- gra- gravitates for low carb foods. When mm-hmm. we demonize those foods, we end up binging later. It's that yep. binge restrict cycle. Cause I was like, okay, I'm swearing off all junk food. And then as soon as you go out in social situations or at home, even in private with your kid's stash of like, whatever it is, and you cannot control yourself, then you, then, you know, then, Hey, I maybe should consider working these foods into my diet and just having a well-balanced diet versus restricting myself in that manner. Yeah,
0: It's so much easier to just give yourself smaller portions throughout the week rather than restricting everything. And then once you're around it, then, That will lead to binging. I mean, that's exactly what was basically my habits growing up. It wasn't – I was just scared of, like, everything. (laughs) Everything that wasn't in the diet food category was bad for me. And so I would just restrict, restrict, restrict all week. And then when we would be out and about, it was just, like, game over. Like, my stomach was, like, an endless pit of (laughs) of food. (laughs) I I could never feel – Full. I was just constantly eating and eating and eating. That emotional hunger.
1: Yeah, that emotional
0: hunger. I haven't (laughs) been without this fucking burrito Mm -hmm. all week since last weekend. Yeah,
1: and it's not allowed. So I got to eat it and I got to eat it all. That's Twice. definitely one thing that I I definitely help Camila with is just like listen to your body, trust your body. She mm-hmm. always says, "Okay, I save it for later, Mom." Like even oh, if it's I one little tiny it. bite, it's like one little bite. And sometimes I even catch myself like it's just a bite. Just take, just eat the food. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, "Your body says you're all done. You're all done." And I put it I away and it. I save it, and for then you later. eat the last bite. <laughs> And <laughs> it was like, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, man. I'll save it for later. <laughs> it like, she remember, it. it's like a yeah. little tiny fraction of a pancake. <laughs> but I oh. I I seriously do encourage that. In fact, it's I think it's so hard for mom. I'm gonna this is a little off topic, but it's so hard for moms to do this because uh my mom, we just came back from lunch, we went to Chipotle, and she had a snack at the library, went to the library. Which mm-hmm. Chipotle, my mom hands her a cookie and says, and she knows we'll eat this cookie with lunch. And so we get in there and she has her cookie, she eats it all, and then she has lunch in front of her. And I can see my mom just hovering, just like, take a bite, take a bite. Oh, just one bite. I'm like, it's okay she's she's no she's not hungry we're gonna trust her that she doesn't have to eat her lunch you gave her a cookie she ate the whole cookie she's not hungry right. anymore so yeah let's just listen to her body it's okay <laughs> she'll eat this later on but i can see i know that's how mom did like oh my gosh they didn't eat the food mm. um they're gonna wither away it's like no just you gotta, you gotta trust your kid they, they they know how to control they know when they're hungry and when they're not but oh my gosh i'm so excited to yes.
0: teach isaiah that as well when he starts to get older I've been learning so much from you and I love seeing Camila, you know, um, build a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. with food because that's just not normalized, you know, for us, it wasn't normalized for us and it's not normalized now with the kids. So I think that's
1: so cool. I love it. Yeah, you guys, you can be a catalyst with your family we all grew up, most of our listeners are what, they grew up in the eighties, nineties. Yeah. And so you have to also think like, what, like, why are so many people afraid of carbs? Like, where did it come from? Um, and I think a lot of people still think carbs are bad. Like low carb eating was popularized, um, uh, because it, Hey, it, it works. Right. I know when we were on as a family on Adkins, it was like, you do uh, low carb and you instantly drop weight and we'll this is why your body can store 500 grams, just over one pound of carbohydrate in the form of glycogen. That's what Shantae was mentioning at the beginning of the podcast. Um, that form of glycogen in your liver and your muscles um, carry three grams of water. So if you attach for every you know gram of glycogen, there's three grams of water. So that's almost four and a half pounds just of water weight. So I, when people cut carbs, oh, I lost five pounds in a week. Well, yeah, yeah. no duh. No. <laughs> you just lost a bunch of water. It's not like yeah. get excited. There's a
0: difference. And it's not between- fat loss. It's not it's- fat loss. It's just weight loss. Yes,
1: there's, <laughs> there's a, a huge difference. Huge difference. <laughs> difference here. We don't want just just fat lo- or sorry weight loss. We want fat loss. And mm-hmm. so I think that is why it got. It not only caught on, but it just trended and stayed trending because people get fast results or fast, quote, quote, fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but then they run into all of these other
0: uh, problems like nutritional deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Then There's like the keto flu where when you're removing the, the, those many calories and that many carbs in the beginning, you start to experience like flu-like symptoms. So oh, fatigue and headache and dizziness and nausea and irritability um, before you start to transition into the ketosis stage, which I thought was interesting. And also, why would you want to go through that? It sounds horrible. <laughs> you know, yeah, it sounds <laughs> awful. So if you don't have to go through this, you guys, there is absolutely no reason. You don't have to do the keto. And so another thing that I, I see women do a lot too is I just need a head start. Mm. I just need a head start and lose, you know, that 15 to 20 pounds just to kind of get ahead of the game. And then I don't know what their plan is at that point, but I'm assuming that they assume that they can just go back to regular eating and that they're not going to gain the weight back. Uh, so again, you get stuck in this yo-yo thing because you're like, oh shit, I gained 20 pounds. I need it. I need a quick way to lose it. You lose it. And then you slowly try to transition, you know, all of these other foods back into your diet, but you never really learned anything. Mm-hmm. So you fall back into old habits. And so that's, yep. you know, the, literally the definition of yo-yo dieting right there.
1: Exact definition. So I think what most people do, like you were just saying, it's easy to cut carbs. And with that is sugar too. I think another mm. big myth is sugar makes you fat. And so, <laughs> and here's the, you, know, you guys want to get your mind blown? <laughs> refined sugar. This actually, when I looked this up, I was like, really? Uh, refined <laughs> sugar and white flour consumption has actually decreased in the past oh. 20 years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, I, I was looking at charts of this. Uh, we, You guys, we do our research before we come yeah. coming on here, just blabbermouth, <laughs> all right? So, so no, refined sugar and white flour has decreased in the last 20 years, yet obesity has continued to rise. Sugar... Mm-hmm. Does not cause fat gain or Mm -hmm. inhibit fat loss, independent of calories. And again, independent of calories. Right. Um, there have been several randomized controlled trials that show when calories are equated and macros are equated, right? Um, high sugar versus low sugar, no difference in fat loss. (gasps) Both Yeah. yeah, both groups um in an uh, energy deficit, meaning eating less than their body requires will lose the same amount of fat. Um, so you guys just know sugar is just, it's highly palatable. When mm-hmm. you put it on things like a sugar donut, you're going to consume more of it. So that's why right. um, even my mom was like, she, when I was talking to her about this a few months ago, this really blew her mind. She was like, Oh, I cut out all these things, no sugar, no sugar. And I'm like, why? And she was like, well, doesn't it do things like it, it like makes you gain weight i was like no it doesn't she's like doesn't she do things it does it like it like does things she's like it does things in your body i'm like no yeah. <laughs> i mean no. yes but like when calories and proteins equated and if you're in a calorie deficit you can still eat sugar and she was just right. like her eyes were just <laughs> like yes now, <laughs> another another thing that i
0: hear from women is that they have sugar cravings or sweet tooth Mm. cravings, you know, which I can absolutely relate to because I I consider myself somebody that has a sweet tooth. Uh, but usually what I find is that women who really struggle with sweets and their ability to control themselves around sweets are just not eating enough protein, fiber, Mm -hmm. and carbohydrates, (laughs) enough whole foods, like all the, you know, the balanced eating that we've always been talking about. Uh, you're restricting too many, uh, too many calories during the week. And so obviously that can trigger some, uh, sugar cravings. And mm-hmm. when you're around it, you're, you know, less likely to control your uh, self around it. So, um, yeah, that's also another thing where I think people kind of identify, okay, sugar is bad because I can't control myself around sugar, but then you can't control yourself around sugar because you're not eating enough of the right foods over here. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you can absolutely manage that sugar craving by eating enough of the essential nutrients that your body needs. And then once you're around it, you can definitely have one serving of chips or one serving of ice cream or one mm-hmm. serving of whatever and then just be done with it.
1: Yeah, you guys, our body's designed to want carbs. Like I, I yeah. love carbs so much. Um, and and like Shantae was saying in the very beginning, it's our body's preferred fuel source. So when we cut them out, we just usually want them more. Again, if you prefer them, and most people do, Um, And so I I want to talk a little bit about uh, strength training um, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, we train athletes, right? We train Mm -hmm. athletes to perform in the gym and carbs, again, are our body's preferred fuel source. So if you think of them like little energy packets stored in your muscles and in your liver, again called glycogen um, when you start to train right or work out or become active your body breaks down this glycogen into glucose and that's like the gasoline for your car the, mm-hmm. and that's what helps your brain function like our brain mm-hmm. loves glucose to function off glucose if you have brain mm-hmm. fog how, how, like have you eaten your carbs today right um, and so if you have enough carbs in your system um, it's gonna help you with performance it's gonna help you with stamina your strength your endurance. And so, um, for pre workout, like we tell our clients, we talk about this all the time with our clients. We wanna make sure their pre workout carbon take is um, in their system about an hour and a half to two hours before their workout. They're getting 0.75 to 1.25 grams per kilogram of body weight. So, if you're a 150 pound female athlete, that's going to be 51 to 85 grams of carbs. So that cereal you ate the other day of 100 grams, that would be <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: if, if, I was training, <laughs> if I was training, that would have been the perfect pre-workout meal. Perfect
1: pre-workout meal. Yeah. Down some cereal, um, a fast digesting. Remember, I, and this is the other thing, people get really caught up on like, what is the perfect pre-workout meal? And it really just depends on your preference. Um, like for me, I love my protein and my scoop of oat, uh, protein and oats. And that's good mm-hmm. for me. It's easy to digest. It's moderate, uh, GI and carbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so think brown rice, quinoa, whole wheat toast, uh, bananas, berries, apples, Greek yogurt with fruit, granola, all great options. And then same thing for post-workout. It's the same around the same recommendations again, mm-hmm. one to two hours after training, um, around 51 to 85 grams. If you weigh 150 um, pounds, again trying to keep fiber to a minimum, fiber and fat to a minimum pre and post workout just because it can cause some gastric distress. If you're loading up on like eggs and bacon <laughs> and then trying to go lift because it, fat takes a little bit little longer to digest, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to feel so good. <laughs> so, yeah. try to think carbs, protein, right? And keep keep it easy on the fat and fiber. Um, mm-hmm. So protein smoothie with banana, whole wheat toast, some egg whites, chicken, fish, brown rice, vegetables, all a great option. Yeah. Uh, which are free- the- Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard an athlete say that they're on the ketogenic
0: diet? <laughs> Rare. Have you ever heard like an Olympic weightlifter, a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. a gymnast say, yeah, I'm doing the keto diet? No. Nobody's doing keto or intermittent fasting. I mean, that is just something that the general population has done. And so if you are really trying to eat, train, and think like an athlete, Mm -hmm. think like that. Okay, what are the top food sources that are going to help me perform my best in the gym? And if you are really trying to improve your relationship with food and you're perhaps just not ready to go all in with the carbs, um, start prioritizing carbohydrates around your training sessions. That could be a really great place to start. And then maybe your other foods are a little bit lower carb and you'll start to notice that you perform better, your energy's better. You're able to actually build muscle uh, in that case, because if you are uh, like fasting or on a low keto di- or a <laughs> low keto, or if you're on a keto diet, um, you're probably not going to build as much muscle as you would on just a regular, well balanced diet, because carbohydrates again is your body's main fuel source for that.
1: Yeah. So in, in conclusion, in diet, conclusion, <laughs> pick a diet that's gonna really help you. Um, again, we're not a fan of keto, but I've had clients that prefer uh keto style eating and I've supported them. Um uh, and I, I help them get curious. I've had people start the program that were intermittent, uh fasters, that were preferred low carb or low keto, and I'm like, okay, let's get curious here, like why? Mm-hmm. And then two, let's see what the data says, right? The yes. data rules all like what, like, let's see what you're eating and how you're feeling. What is your biofeedback? And then if they're curious enough, I had one of my keto girls actually start leaning into more balance plate um mm. and tried that out to see how she liked it. And she enjoyed it. It was just more balanced. She was able to, yeah. it was easier to maintain. Um. So when picking a diet, just make sure it's going to be sustainable for you. That's what's- yeah. Be I love it I love that you pointed out
0: the data which is something I forgot to bring up right mm-hmm. so if you are curious about other diets I mean, if you're going to figure out what works for you, aside from just like feeling a little bit better, you want to look at your biofeedback markers as well. How's your digestion? How's your overall energy throughout the day? How's your mood, your period, your sleep, right? All of these other biofeedback markers are going to tell you whether or not this is the right diet for you. And then of course your body measurements too, right? If you start to slowly gain weight or you start to feel bloated and it's affecting your body composition goals, Then obviously, you know, that's a huge indicator that it's probably not the best for you. Um, The same goes, you know, something that I also forgot to bring up when you were bringing up the data Mm -hmm. of obesity, how it's Mm -hmm. continued to progress, even though we've, uh, you know, are eating less sugar. That is also true for the vegan diet. You know, people now more than ever, there's more vegans, and we continue to see the rise of obesity. And so, yeah. And so it again, it just really goes down to what Alyssa has been saying this whole time. Like, what is the diet that is going to make you thrive and feel mm-hmm. your best and uh, achieve those body composition goals and perform like an athlete? Uh, most of the time, it's not going to be any of those diets. It's going to be more of like a well balanced diet. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Uh oh. Okay. So we have our question of the day. Uh, Again, as a reminder, if you are curious or you have questions about nutrition fat loss, building muscle, behavior change, all the things, uh, we have a link in our bio where you can submit your questions anonymously and we answer them live on the podcast. So Uh, A listener has asked, what would you say or suggest to individuals who state they cannot strength train or engage in much movement because of chronic pain from past injuries? Wouldn't being active increase mobility and help reduce some of the pain? And I would say, yes, absolutely. You definitely don't want to just stop moving if you are injured or experience chronic pain. I would even say lack of movement is Mm -hmm. also perpetuating the problem and perpetuating the pain. It really depends what part of the body you, the person is experiencing pain because there's always ways to work around that Mm -hmm. and other mobility exercises to help, you know, manage the pain, but also, um, exercises out, you know, let's just say like, if you broke your elbow, you know, mm-hmm. you, there's so many other body parts that you can right. I some out. questions for her. Like yeah.
1: where, where's the pain? Is it back? Is it your neck? Is it right.
0: your elbow? Like, right. Yeah. I think that's a very old school way of thinking too, because my dad, I would always remember him saying, you know, uh, him injuring his lower back and saying, Oh no, I can't do squats. or I can't do deadlift because my lower back. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, so you're not going to lift at all because you have some lower back pain. Maybe you're experiencing lower back pain because you're lifting incorrectly, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so there's that too. It,
1: yes. And, and experimenting with other forms of exercise, like swim, low impact mm-hmm. on yeah. the elliptical, right? If, it, if it's your knee or uh, you do have, I'm trying to think, you know, neck, like serious, like she was in a car accident, and has like neck or thoracic pain, um, maybe like swimming or Pilates, um, or like Shantae said, if it's a lower body energy, you can still train your upper body. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, so many questions I have, like where she's experiencing yeah. pain and how much, uh, but there's always ways to work around uh, and stay active. Yeah, absolutely. So
0: yeah, it just, it's one of those answers where yes. You want to stay active, but also we have further questions, right? It just really depends. It depends where the pain is, how long, everything that Alyssa just said. So if you guys do submit questions like this, it would be really helpful if you perhaps gave like an example or Mm -hmm. specific uh, examples on, you know, things like this. That way we know where to elaborate on. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. Aside from that, that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye guys. Thank you.